Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. We've got a bit to get through before we get stuck into the show itself. First of all, uh, Richie, your magic predicting of football scores over the weekend with chucking balls in the bin, that didn't really work out for my team, Everton. I think you might have cursed us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, mate, I didn't curse my lot because we actually won. I know, but I'd, I'm here in, the, in my house. You're in the studio. I don't know what you did to the ball of mine that you were chucking in the bin. You could have put, like, crow's feet in it or some kind of, like, weird, like, curse stuff. So, or runes or whatever. Just stay honest. away from it. Stay away so, from it. as Sunday afternoon was playing out, uh, well, as the weekend of football was playing out, um, I started getting tweets from people saying, oh, the psychic bin was right with the Everton-Burnley game. And I started thinking to myself, oh, bloody hell, this means that Arsenal are going to lose to Tottenham, as the psychic bin said. And then, obviously, it turns out that Arsenal beat Tottenham. So, I, I, I promise you, I hadn't, I hadn't done anything to yours. I just don't want the, 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 the two worlds of clairvoyance and uh, office stationery. If it's been, it's been in the office stationery section, do you think? Uh, I think when something time. is screwed up and in the bin, it's no longer stationery, it's just rubbish. Yeah, OK, so yeah, All right, let me, we'll say uh, the twin worlds of uh, clairvoyancy and uh, recycling. They, I just don't want them to mix ever again. Or we could try it one more time right now. I could try and throw, uh, for you, an Everton fan, I could try and screw up a piece of paper and see how the Wolves-Liverpool game is going to go. Ooh, yeah, maybe you could try and curse that. OK, fantastic. Do it, do it, do it. OK, so how do you want this to go? If it goes in, what does that mean? If it lands in the bin, Liverpool lose. If you miss, Liverpool lose. I've just missed. Liverpool lose. Last night, Sunday night, I was playing an online board game thingy on Zoom video chat uh, called They They Came From Beneath the Sea. Uh, And we'll talk more about it uh, on weekend cliffhangers on this show just after six. But here's the rub, right? I noticed on the video chat with with five friends of mine, uh, my friend Mark was supping this unusual looking drink. And I asked him what it was. I was like, what are you drinking there, Mark? He said, and held this little bottle up to camera, it's a thing called King's Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's this little ornate bottle of something that you might find in, I don't know, King George's royal carriage back in the day. Uh, and he said that he... Oh! ...during lockdown, just to treat himself. And I thought, fair play, I, I think this is kind of true as we, as we get to the end of lockdown three. I know there's people in Wales having their hair cut at the moment, but as we get to the end of lockdown three, I feel like people have developed things in the evening that they have whilst they're maybe watching telly or relaxing after work and they just treat themselves and it might be like a drink or it might be a type of food that previously you might not have consumed much of or any of at all is there, is there anything like that for you Richie where you suddenly started getting into it during lockdown I don't think I've consumed as many crumpets as I have done in the last six months of my life at any other time. Crumpets and Nutella. Getting getting to the end of the show, sat down, watching some kind of telly, binge watching something or other, just sticking a crumpet in the toaster, slathering it in Nutella, and just Ooh. going for it. That that would be, I would say, the thing that I, the my little my little evening delight that I've uh, I've I've come across. For me, it's chai. Uh, chai is this weird little... I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but it's this little weird thing I've been having instead of having too much tea and coffee. You know, sometimes if you have too much coffee, you can almost hear voices in your head. So I've been trying to keep a lid on that with a bit of chai. That's been my evening tipple. It's interesting that your friend Mark has been trying this new thing because also in the news today, they have changed what's called the inflation basket. Uh, this Ooh. is the 700 items that they uh, monitor the prices of to 
measure inflation. And obviously, over the last 12 months, all our buying habits, all our habits have changed drastically. Some things have been taken out. Some things have gone in. For example, we're buying less pre-packed sandwiches and white chocolate, strangely. We're buying more hand gel and loungewear. I'm just wondering whether they've also put in this King's Ginger into the inflation basket. That is a weird combination, isn't it? Hand gel and uh, loungewear. Do you know what? I nearly said a bad word then because people keep calling my grey tracky bottoms something bad and I just now have that. That's the first thing in my head. Don't text in about this evening, please. Glenn says, green and black's organic hot chocolate. Oh. He's been drinking it almost every night since lockdown. What about that? Oh, having a little bit of that. Uh, this tweet says dried figs and dried strawberries. That's uh, not quite as appetising. Uh, Emma, what has been your new little treat? Philadelphia, uh, not Philadelphia, Primula cheese squeezed onto half a pecan nut. <laughs> how, how did you come across this works? Well, I don't know. I think it was just the only kind of cheese that we could get during the initial lockdown and we had nuts we thought that's healthy let's just do it and so we did it was marvellous Primula cheese pecan nuts a happy accident absolutely stick them together you can have like a nut cheese nut bonkers (laughs) (laughs) no right so it's it's a nut cheese nut sandwich yeah, yeah. You having that, Bush? That sounds good to me. I'm willing to give anything to try during the lockdown. <laughs> good. I'm, I think it's the way forward with little snacks because it's healthy and a bit filthy. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. Uh, the special, notable special mention from my friend Mark who's been having King's Ginger as a tipple in the evenings. Fan, very fancy drink that. There's something fancy that you've been doing get involved. Emma... Uh, has emailed, emailed us to say that on a nightly basis she's been enjoying Bailey's in the bath. What a combo that is. <laughs> Bananas on brown toast every evening, says Higgs in Sheffield. I, I, I'd rather not, thank you very much. Is that a treat? Is that really a treat, mate, to be honest with you? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Prison food. It is. I swear that's something that you would literally have slid underneath uh, a crack at the bottom of a door at Alcatraz. <laughs> uh, and then Andy's tweeted to say, I love this, I'm indulging in posh tea bags. And he's sending a photo of his collection. And he's having them um, like fruity teas. You know, fruity teas? Andy's having fruity teas. If it's fruit, is it really a tea? That's the question I've always asked. Uh, Helen in rugby has moved away from food and drink and says, I've accumulated quite a few pairs of leggings. I never, ever wore leggings before lockdown. Tracky bottoms. It's it's the key thing of lock, lockdown number three. You can get in touch with us right now on text 81215 or tweet at Absolute Radio. Now, Bush, you are missing uh, this uh, little glum face I have opposite me in the studio right now uh, with, uh, obviously, uh, you and I just been apart for a few more weeks. Um, Our producer, Adem, has had some bad news today. Um, oh. You remember uh, a few years back, he uh, he separated uh, from his ex, uh, but has since then still been using his ex- ex's Netflix account. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, news I read today that Netflix are starting to clamp down uh, on uh, people who are using Netflix, but it's not actually their account. They're not in the same uh, household uh, as the person who is the account holder. Uh, basically... 
they're clamping down on people like our producer, uh, which does raise the question, is there anybody else, not necessarily just doing what he's doing, but that is actually actively using something that is from a previous relationship? I've always found, and how, how do I say this delicately? I think... A clean break is the best way to go when you yeah. move to a new chapter in Le- life. You mean leaving with nothing? Is that what you mean? <laughs> leaving with nothing. That's how I've turned it. <laughs> new chapter, you turn a leaf, you move on. That, that, that's the way I'm, I'm choosing to, to phrase this. But uh, maybe there are other people, like our producer, who, who like to cling on to things. It started to bite him on the backside here. It'd be interesting to see uh, whether there are others that are in this boat. Do you know what? Someone that I dated years and years ago had a hoover that was part of their previous relationship. So, and this hoover used to hit me in the shins and stuff all the time. I swear it was him having a go at me. But, um, you know, you might just have like an item from a previous relationship that's currently in your little existence at the moment. So, yeah, it's like stuff from exes kind of hanging around in the house. But maybe you've not even told your other half. We want to hear about it. But you see, even even the Hoover, I don't think I could operate like that. I, I'd be looking at the Hoover, and it, it it might it might depends on how things. It might send a shiver down your spine, for example. Might be some great memories though at the same time as well, might it? Do you know what I mean? You Flip side, know. yes. That, that's you being the optimist for a second. I'm not used to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought I'd mix it up on a Monday night. <laughs> Kim says. I inherited a snake from a previous relationship of over ten years ago. Wow. So does, do you meet up with this person? Like, like do, they, do you meet at a service station when, back in the day when you can so you can see the snake for a little bit and then maybe get it every other weekend or something like that? Long weekends during bank holidays. Please clarify. Uh, Kelly says, my ex and his new girlfriend are sleeping in the bed that I bought. Oof. Oof. Uh, away from such soap opera stories like that and, and snake custody, Tom in Nottingham says, I'm still using my ex-girlfriend's car park pass to get, to get wow. into a multi-storey car park that her work has a reserved parking space for. That must feel so sweet. And it's down the similar lines as this text. Obviously, they don't leave their name. But it says, my ex moved out and took my Habitat fruit bowl. But the joke's on her. She left her work pass to the, I'm not going to say which exhibition centre it is, but I've done plenty of exhibitions like Comic-Con using her pass to access all the areas on the security doors. A recipe book with a note written in it from my ex, says this Ooh. text. The worst part is my new partner has the same recipe book, but I like ticking recipes off as completed, so I can't throw the other one away. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is a weird one. Uh, uh, they won't leave their name again, says Anonymous. Uh, it says, guys, I'm still wearing a waterproof Berghouse jacket I got from my ex, which I'm convinced she kept from a previous relationship. It's a man's jacket, three generations of relationships, and still going strong. And do you know what? My fiancé now wears it occasionally too. <laughs> uh, Kelly says, my friend split with her boyfriend around four years ago. As part of the split, my friend took custody of the dog. The ex has, unbeknown to him, continued to pay the monthly direct debit to the vet to cover costs for fleeing and worming the dog. Fantastic. I absolutely love that. And what about this? What about this as a curveball? My other half, Katie, who is downstairs making tea as we speak, has tweeted to say, I have a password for something that's an ex's date of birth. (gasps) This is my other half, Katie. An ex's date of birth is her password for something. This is outrageous. Uh, Dave in Canterbury says, My old housemate used massage oil on his new girlfriend, which was bought for Valentine's Day by his ex-girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> she found out, stormed out, and he never saw her again. That is unbelievable. 
That, how on earth does he find out that as well? You've got to keep the information on the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is lovely, though. With all this kind of fighting and, and uh, animosity that we've had about exes and stuff over the past hour, listen to this from Susie. She says, guys, I haven't got any exes. I met my husband seven, at 17, and we've been together for 30 years. And she says, do you know what? From some of the stuff I've heard from tonight, I'm glad about that. <laughs> Right, been looking forward to this part of the show. It's home time on a Monday night. This is the time on a Monday when we go back and check in on our weekend cliffhangers. You heard from them on Friday's show, but how did they get on? Let's speak to Ollie first. We've got Ollie on the line now. Ollie, tell us all about it. What was happening on Friday night? Um, we were picking up a tandem bike that we agreed to buy um, from an old chap called Phil in Exeter. <laughs> Okay, which is amazing because my mum and dad live in Exmouth as well, but my dad's called Nigel, so hopefully he's not selling any tandems on the uh, black market. Uh, and uh, what was it like? Talk us through the whole process of going down there and getting it. Surely you have to both go and get it at the same time. I imagine one person can't ride a tandem on their own. That's right, yeah, we both went. Um, our wives dropped us off and uh, we involved a trip to the play park for the kids as well. Um, and then we went to Phil's house and, um, yeah, we were laying to the uh, backyard, and there was the tandem. Right, and I guess the critical part of it is, uh, and remind us the distance <clears throat> the journey back was that the two of you had to do with your first ever ride on a tandem that you've just spent 100 quid on? It was about um, 17 miles. <laughs> <laughs> How did that 17-mile journey go? Well... <laughs> It was okay. Um, we took a while to get out of Exmouth. Uh, <laughs> we circled around a bit. We found ourselves heading back to the sea, which wasn't a good sign. So we got our navigation a bit wrong to start off with. But um, after that, we were we were doing well, and we were up on the common, and it was lovely. And uh, we were kind of full of the joys. And then um, we got a puncture. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a nightmare um, I know at that point we realised we'd been a little bit naive maybe a bit too excited we didn't have anything with us not even a pump um, so we called a friend and he came out and saved the day got us going again that was Ali um, and then we were hurtling down down the other side of the common and it went again the, the repair <laughs> so uh, we pulled into a Dutch barn and um, I called my wife Amelia and she came out with the roof bars on the Clio and uh, we had to put it on the roof and oh, we, my I, I was ready to give up but my partner Midge was superb and he said no we're going to a bike shop so we went to um, Ottery St Mary Brown's bike shop and um, he got a new tyre and inner sorted while I had a quick pit stop for some food <laughs> And, um, yeah, we, we set off again from Ottery and um, made it home quite Wow. In the end. It must have been like the, uh, the opening sequence of Antiques Roadshow with uh, that tandem <laughs> being on the top of your, uh, your car, <laughs> driving around the country lanes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it's um, quite an antique, though. Um, so I know it kind of would have defeated the object of buying a tandem in the first place, but... On reflection, do you not think it might have been a good idea to have turned up with the Clio and the roof bars in the first place? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. It, it, it wasn't the bike's fault, really. It was, um, it was all in good condition. Um, we realised we've got the brakes on the back hadn't been quite adjusted right, but I think we gradually just wore through the tyre. Right. 
Do you know what? I'm listening to this amazing story. I'm thinking we need to name this bike. We, we can't just be referring to it as the tandem. Have you got a name for this beautiful beast? I think it is it an Amaco. We haven't got a name yet. It said on the back half of the frame, it says the other half. Um, but I no, we haven't got a name yet. I'd call it the friendship breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Or maker. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Let's see how things went uh, with our other cliffhanger from Friday's show. Uh, Christine, remind us what was going on in your life. We were travelling to Wales to collect an English Bull Terrier puppy. Fantastic. And and this was going to be a surprise for your kids who who knew they were getting a dog, but not necessarily at the weekend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a surprise until they heard me on the radio. So that was quite funny. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, no. <laughs> right. OK. <laughs> well, let's move on from that awkwardness and ask, yeah. how is all your furniture after the weekend of picking up a puppy? <laughs> the furniture's good. The, um, there's a few uh, rips and some pyjamas and, um, and a big bite mark on my, my daughter's bum. But other than that, everything's intact. Wow. And what, what was the name of the dog? It's Stanley. Stanley. Is that Stanley making a little growling noise in the background? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. He's a little horror. How's your daughter? Yeah, she's good, bless her. Um, It was quite a sore one because her teeth are like needles, aren't they? So, but yeah, she's Stanley knife. She's all right. (laughs) It's a learning process. And what kind of things does Stanley like now that you've got to know him a little bit over the past 24 hours or so? So he likes to um, rip apart his um, little teddy and obviously he picks at the label so he's going to rip that apart soon and he just absolutely loves ripping your trousers when you're walking. Loves it. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some fun and games ahead, Christine. Yep, I have that. Thank you very much. (laughs) You little horror. So just before we uh, let you get back to whatever you're doing, thanks for listening to another Hometime podcast, by the way. Uh, some other unfinished business. Uh, Bush, I got to finally try the shamrock mayo that had been sent to us by Heinz. Oh, now I'm, I'm intrigued by this because it's a green-looking mayonnaise to celebrate. Is it, I presume it's to celebrate St. Patrick's Day coming up, right? Correct, yes. Um, and does it? Because ta- Has anyone ever tasted a shamrock? I don't know what shamrock taste is. Truth be told, and whisper it carefully, because I have a couple of very dear friends that are Irish. I didn't even realise until recently that shamrock actually was a thing. I thought it was like leprechauns. <laughs> and unicorns and stuff like that as well. Yeah. That's a good uh, point. I, don't, I haven't really thought about it. Maybe it is. Is it actually a real thing? Yes, it's a, it's uh, okay. a plant. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, Heinz have infused shamrock into uh, mayonnaise to make it uh, lucky mayonnaise, I guess. I tried it. Um, I'd say it just tasted a little bit creamier. I, I wasn't getting any other sensation. Really, I was just getting to enjoy. I did it on Saturday. Uh, I uh, I went down the park. I went to the local takeaway, got a bag of chips and sat in the park, watched Rocco on the swings um, and was dipping chips into shamrock mayo. I must have looked a right old state. And I really have to say that I guess the takeaway from it was it was just nice to have a bag of chips. Yeah, but, oh, a bag of chips. I've not had that in absolutely ages. I, I'm, I'm concerned by the whole mayonnaise with the chips thing, which is fine. We can talk about that another time. But um, green as well. I don't know whether green green, like bright green thing has any place. No. Although, to be fair, I am a fan of having mushy peas on the side, so I'm conflicted. You love your mushy peas, uh, and also think about what the dominant colour is in a tartar sauce. 
That's a good point. It's green. Maybe it makes sense after all. <laughs>